Hey everybody and welcome to the Marketing Blender Show. I'm Dacia. And I'm Daisy. Today we are talking about the slightly more emotional side of marketing and sales alignment, but this is a really important component because the thing about marketing and sales is it's about people. It's about people. And so especially if you're thinking about scaling marketing and sales, I love the idea of talking about mindset. So for me, immediately when I think about mindset, I think the role that a marketing leader in a marketing team and a sales team, a sales leader plays is very, very different than a CFO, than a CEO, than more operationally driven leaders. And what I mean by that is that those leaders need to look at risk and threat. But a sales or marketing leader or both they have to look for opportunity. They literally have to have the mindset and the eyes to constantly, constantly see opportunity everywhere they look so that they can harvest that and optimize things that are working. Certainly. And with operations, it's about keeping the lights on. With sales and marketing, that's about growth, which is new light bulbs. Yes, absolutely. So that's the thing about the sales and marketing role is there actually has to be a core of optimism here, right? So instead of constantly scanning for risk, scanning for where the kernels in the data, where are the opportunities and the changes in the market, even the strengths inside of your team that you can actually maximize. And it's interesting because you actually need to hold space for this because it does need to be scaled into the organization so that your team across the board can exhibit that type of level of service, heart, passion, inspiration, and constantly identifying opportunity for your customers, for your prospects, in addition for your team. So that is definitely a mindset thing. And it's the seed of mindset that your culture grows from. And if the leadership doesn't understand, you have to have a culture where people are looking for what can go right and what they can learn from things that you know didn't work the first time, then you, know, you have to make sure that you've got the alignment coming from the leadership and down into the team in the words that are spoken, in the way that reporting is framed. You have to be telling the truth about what's happening, but also the truth always has opportunity hidden in it, even if it's a dark day. Oh my gosh, well said. Because two things, prospects can smell desperation. Every single one of us has experienced a salesperson. Just, you can see it, please, please buy from me, right? And nothing scares somebody away more. So there's that component. But one of the things I love that you just said was around the data. You have to have space for people to tell the truth. So if something is dipping instead of going on an upward trajectory, is there a culture where you can have that conversation around the data and then think, okay, what are we seeing? What is this telling us? How do we fix it? Where do we go from here where you're building agility and just commitment to progress versus constant fear, which oftentimes results in people hiding the information that could make you better? Yes. Your sales and marketing data is never broken. It's just telling you things you may not want to hear. But if you're willing to look at it from the perspective of this is the information I get as my early warning signs, and these are the this is the information that I get that gives me the insight into future opportunity, what to target now, how to pivot, how to stay ahead of the competition, then every piece of data has value. 
Absolutely. And the important thing about data, and you talk a lot about this, is that the data crosses sales and marketing. So one of the phrases that I've heard you talk about before is that it's marketing and sales alignment. It's not a marketing and sales hierarchy. And so you're really talking about watching the buyer's journey so that you have a relentless and healthy heart forward focus on the market and the people that you serve. And then there's conversations happening back and forth because everybody is united around the exact same goals and are having honest conversations about how do we progress from here? Exactly like you said, no matter what the data says. This ad is brought to you by The Marketing Blender. As you guys know, I'm a fractional CMO, and actually at The Marketing Blender, there's a whole team of us. For a fraction of the cost of a full-time executive, you can hire a chief marketing officer to write your marketing plan, to clean up your messaging and your positioning, and to drive sustainable results. We oversee multiple partners, we help mentor team members, and most importantly, we build a marketing machine that will drive results for your company for years to come. If you're curious about what this looks like, and some of our engagements go from a couple months to a couple years, check out themarketingblender.com. I think it's also important to remember that marketing is selling, but they're selling the idea of the thing and sales is selling the actual thing. And if you recognize that one of those is probably a little harder than the other because it's not even tangible yet. I think sales can recognize a little more of the value that comes from supporting the marketing side because that's who's pre-selling for you. That's who's getting that ground ready for a harvest. Absolutely. Because that is the thing. Marketing is proactive or the word I prefer is predictive, right? Looking into the future, anticipating buyer's behavior and setting up systems and exactly like she said, pre-selling for the live conversations. So thus, sales is actually reactive, meaning it's in real time responding to the thing happening right in front of that person, right inside of a live human conversation. So they have to tailor to a real specific situation. But it's important for the entire organization to value both and not get confused that one is wrong or one is right, but really understanding how the buyer's journey is impacted positively by a consistent and aligned focus on what they need at every single part of their decision process. I agree. And it's important to remember this is not just sales not understanding what the role of marketing is, but marketing needs to recognize that sales is the thing that makes a company live or die. You don't have revenue growth without sales. So uh, marketing can't chase metrics that don't matter. There needs to be alignment around, you know, the things that are going to drive better results for the salespeople. So it can't just be what makes the graphs look better or you know what makes things look like they're improving. It has to be things that at the end of the day help close deals. Absolutely. And this also touches back to the fact that we are talking about culture and culture is not just about marketing and sales alignment, of course, but who can most profoundly scale culture and help drive the values forward, help drive the decisions and remind people it's marketing. Marketing can and should help 
own the internal conversations, the systems and the structures that constantly remind your team what you stand for, what your why is, what your decision-making criteria, thus your core values really are, and actually nurture that spirit that can make you more effective, more efficient, and more successful and more beloved in the marketplace. And then of course, that affects hiring, affects talent attraction, and affects everything about the humans inside of your organization and how they progress as, as in their individual careers. I know we're going to do a deep dive into hiring specifically around marketing and sales, but I'd like to touch on that here just in the sense of if you're building an aligned culture between marketing and sales, if you're bringing new people in, they have to be on board with it. So what are some of the criteria that you're looking for in hiring your next marketer or your next salesperson if they need to be able to flow with your culture? Oh, so important. I cannot wait to get into the details about job descriptions and misalignment around personalities and confusion on what they're looking for. Oh, such a good point. But like you said, we'll do that deep dive on another one. So one thing that you mentioned that I really like and not on like in our pre-show talk is identifying because if there's alignment, you can together run toward the correct problem, right? You can read the data in a healthy way and you can identify what's the biggest area of impact that we as a unified team can actually find. So talk to me a little bit about what do companies usually run towards and what do you recommend about identifying from a unity standpoint, the correct problem to work together on? This ad is brought to you by the Marketing Blender Lab. Marketing is hard for everyone, but small businesses are stuck with small budgets, not enough time, and too many options. SEO, social, paid ads, email marketing, live events. How do you choose where to focus? These are the top challenges I hear from entrepreneurs. You keep getting generic marketing advice that doesn't apply to your business. You've watched tutorials and tried a bunch of tactics that didn't work. You still don't have clarity on what you should focus on to get results. You don't have enough time to get marketing done. And maybe you've worked with freelancers or agencies that have let you down. You can get expert advice and start making real progress. The Marketing Blender Lab gives you an affordable way to work with an experienced chief marketing officer and finally get a handle on your marketing. We help you figure out how to reach your target audience and get more customers, what to focus on so you stop wasting time and money, and how to delegate effectively so you don't have to do it all yourself. Join me in the lab and let's figure out how to grow your revenue faster. This really speaks to what is getting in the way of your sales and marketing alignment. And it's easy to say it's that person in sales or it's this marketer that we have that's just not doing what we need them to do. I always like to say there are three Ps in this problem solving equation. The first one is actually priorities. So this is the first area where you must create alignment. And if you don't have alignment here, nothing else is going to work. So the number one thing that gets in the way of creating aligned culture is misunderstanding of what the priorities should be. Now at the high level, it's growth, it's profitability, it's reputation, it's resilience in the market. And sales and marketing are going to both have different actions that they take toward those goals and toward those priorities. But you have to make sure that at the highest level, the priorities are aligned. The second piece is processes. So if you have aligned priorities, but your workflows are broken and your marketing is broken and you don't look at your data and you don't have a good handoff between marketing and sales or a good way to loop marketing back in at the right time to continue with nurture, if processes are broken, it doesn't matter how aligned your priorities are. It also doesn't matter who your people are. So once you've fixed your priorities and you've fixed your processes, then you can start looking at people because at that point it's going to be very evident 
who's not willing to play ball in an alliance system. And if the people who are aligned around priorities and have great processes in place are still putting roadblocks in the way of alignment and that's slowing down the sales process and killing opportunity, that's when you start looking at making changes in your team. I love it. And it is so true that people approach this where they think people are going to, they are the problem and they're also going to be the solution. But honestly, exactly like what you said, the priorities and the processes have to be in place to make or break a person's success. And then you can adequately and appropriately measure how they're doing because the system is in place and something that you can optimize. So where do people start? You know, if they are looking around their company and they're thinking, okay, we need a mindset shift. We need sales and marketing alignment. Like there's some bumps in those relationships and that workflow. Where do people start? The pipeline is always the foundation. It's the entire sales and marketing pipeline has to be visible because you can't fix what you can't identify. Absolutely. Go to the numbers. Find out what is healthy. Like your, how many deals are you closing? How many leads and how many meetings is your team actually having? Okay, how big is your pipeline? How frequently is it getting refreshed? How far into the future does your pipeline going? Do you have nurture systems in place? So you work backwards from your numbers. And if you don't know all those numbers, there you go. That is on the list for what is one of the main things that you need to do is how do we get that number? What needs to be implemented in order to do it? So sometimes just having the right questions so that you know part of the problem and part of the solution is to go get the correct answers so then you can make effective decisions because you need to start tracking now. So yeah, I totally agree. Always start with your pipeline. Always start at the numbers. And then where do we go from there? After you've identified where things are falling out of your pipeline, you're also going to be seeing you know, where the opportunities are. And that takes us right back to the beginning of the conversation, which is don't look at it as you know, a pipeline that's in disarray. Look at it as a garden that you're ready to start cultivating. Because once you see your data in full, and it shouldn't be something you're scared to see. Once you do see it in full, you're actually going to be ahead of a lot of your competition because I can't tell you how many B2B companies we talk to that don't have this visibility. So once you're stepping into the responsibility and accountability of knowing your data, you're off to a good start. I love it. I love it. And you know, one of the interesting things about this, you guys, is the mindset is that it's not about you. Meaning it's not about the individual person and whether they're right or wrong. It's not about your point of view. It's about how does your company on an individual level and an organizational level, how do you serve the market better to create an amazing experience for your future customers? That mindset changes people and their ability to be a players when there is that kind of heartbeat behind their day-to-day jobs. So yes, there's operational structure that we were diving into, but we're still talking about humans. Develop the eyes to see opportunity because that mindset will help you unlock optimization and make sure that marketing will work for you and that you can constantly get more out of it as you keep going. Daisy, any final thoughts? I would just say that your people may be better than you think they are. 
at their jobs if you just give them the right tools and create the right environment for them to thrive. Oh, I love it. I love it. That word cultivate that you brought up earlier. I love it. So you guys, thank you so much. We would love to hear your comments. Don't forget, hit that subscribe and that like button. Onward and upward. We hope you learned something today that will help you succeed with your marketing. And if you liked what you heard, definitely give us a thumbs up and a subscribe. Don't forget to check the show notes. We're sharing free tools and resources there. And you guys, we would love to hear your comments. So drop one in or send us an email and maybe we'll use your topic on a future show.